And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to another Wine Chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you today? I am doing quite well. How could you not be on a beautiful weekend? Amen, amen, amen. I Speaking of beautiful weekends, I thought that would be a good subject to talk about. You know, we have a lot of graduation. Wedding season is all upcoming. And, you know, with uh, COVID seemed to be... Uh, sort of manageable these days. A lot more people are gathering together than before. So I thought we might talk a little bit about uh, wine for all occasions and how to pick wine for a party or a group, etc. You know, number one, you you have to take the basics before you uh, decide what kind of wine. uh, How long is this party going to last? What kind of a party is it? Uh, is it going to be in the evening or in the afternoon? The t- so the time of day is very important. And then the menu or the format of the party is also important when you're deciding what kind of wine. Uh, the attendees, are they uh, younger people? Or are they older people? Are they more sophisticated, etc.? And then your own budget. And once you younger people, or are they older people, are they more sophisticated, etc. And then your own budget. And once you factor in all of those things, you can begin to decide what kind of uh, party wines you're going to have. There's a whole bunch of wonderful wines that you can choose, because there's a wine for every single occasion. I'm always astonished at how Little I know about the wines because there's so many, a preponderance of labels. You know, different vineyards make different labels for different people, etc., etc. So the best way to really judge a wine is to taste it for yourself. Because, like I said, there's an absolute avalanche of labels in the marketplace. And some of them, maybe seven different wines, all come from maybe the same spigot, but they have different labels on, which is perfectly all right to do. Uh, and like I say, I think virtually every winery, unless it's a boutique winery, any winery that produces over 25,000 cases does that. Now, another thing is to figure out how much wine you're going to need. A bottle of wine, a fifth, 750 milliliters, is five glasses of wine. Uh, if we're talking about spirits at a party, and that's good to know too, a liter uh, serve you about 17 ounce and a half servings. So you can make, say, 17 gin and tonics out of a liter of gin. And then beer and uh, seltzer, cider, that's all self explanatory because it comes in individual bottles usually. Uh, some of the wines that you can choose for that should be very affordable and have mass appeal. Uh, As I said, there's wines for all occasions, whether you're going to have a fancy dinner party, a housewarming, uh, a birthday party, a shower, uh, a graduation party. Uh, The time of day, as I said earlier, is also very important. People will drink a lot less in the afternoon generally than they will at night. So you've got to factor that in. The length of the party uh, you should figure out as well. If it's a dinner party, are you going to have wine after dinner or are you going to have uh, brandies and liqueurs, etc.? Uh, all of that stuff factors in 
to how much wine you're going to use and what wines you're going to use. And there in uh, is a real deal. I think you want sort of wines that would appeal to everybody. And a good wine in that category, of course, is Pinot Grigio. Yeah, I think everybody's heard me say that. It's a terrific reception wine. Uh, usually it's not too overpowering, so you can have a... It can follow, say, uh, dinner wines that are going to be much more uh, complex and attractive than a Pinot Grigio. So, but it, but it is a great wine. It's usually not very expensive. Italian Pinot Grigios are generally very reasonably priced, and they make a very very nice white wine for a reception. Uh, if you're going, and you know, you should indeed have red and white wine. I always suggest to people, there are certain people that only drink white wine, and there are certain people that only drink red wine. And you really should make accommodations for both. So I suggest, too, a, a good red to have, I think, is Pinot Noir. Most people like it. Cabernet drinkers find it very interesting, and uh, Zinfandel drinkers like it as well. Uh, so I think Pinot Noir is a very good red wine to have. There's a good one out there called Provinera. Uh, if you want to have a, a wine with a little more body, why not try something like Silver Beach from New Zealand? Those New Zealand uh, Sauvignon Blancs have a real crisp acidity that's very appealing. Silver Beach is a 90-point award-winning uh, New Zealand white wine that is absolutely marvelous. You'll just love the crisp acidity of the wine. And it, it's, again, all these wines are under $15 and won't break the bank. And they're good for receptions, uh, whether you're having five people or 50 people. Uh, another favorite of mine is Gearbox Chardonnay. Uh, this is Kathy Farrell's go-to Chardonnay. And there's a good reason for it. The wine is just absolutely terrific. And again, under $15. And, you know, rosés have not gone down at all in popularity. As a matter of fact, if anything, the rosé wines are surging in popularity. And you, one you might want to look at for uh, differences. Actually, one of the best Rosés come from Provence, France, and, you know, that's where Whispering Angel and all the ones that have brand recognition, Brad Pitt's wine, etc., are all from Provence. And those Provence rosés are excellent. But, however, uh, the rosés of the Rhone Valley, particularly the southern rosés of the Côte du Rhone, are marvelous values. And they're every bit as good as Provence rosé, I think. Uh, there's one called Bernard which is a very inexpensive Cote de Rhone rosé, and it's absolutely delicious. It's very crisp, nice balance, and makes a marvelous reception wine. Uh, of course, if you want to add a little spritz and sparkle to the party, you can always serve sparkling wines. For example, uh, Prosecco's from Italy. They're just a, an overlooked treasure, in my opinion. Prosecco's are really a wonderful wine uh, for reception. Uh, the sparkle is less than the sparkle in champagne. Uh, of course, they're very low in alcohol, and uh, they're very festive. So uh, Prosecco is almost a no-brainer. Another one, of course, is the Cava's from Spain. Here you're really getting true sparkling wine in the champenoise method. In other words, they're made the same method champagne is. 
but the wines are never very expensive. You can get a very, very good cava for under 10 or $11, and those are always well-received. And, of course, if you want to go up just a little notch, the Cremants from France are terrific. Cremants are sparkling wines that are made everywhere but in a Champagne region, because Champagne itself is a wonderful wine. I love it. It's just terrific, but it's going to be very expensive. It probably the least expensive champagne you can get. It'd be about thirty dollars a bottle. And whereas you can get a Cremant for half of that, and those are just wonderful. Whether they come from Burgundy or the Loire or the Rhone Valley or even the Languedoc, those sparkling wines, those Cremants from those areas, are made in the Champagne a style and tradition, but they cost a fraction of what real French champagne does. And then, of course, if you're having a very lavish and wonderful party, maybe you're having a wedding and you want to splurge, nothing beats real champagne. But again, be prepared to pay $30 and above for it. And you know, when you're buying wine for a party, it's a good idea to buy it in cases. There's always a discount if people ask for a case discount on the wine you're going to buy, uh, unless it's something that's a red-hot value and on sale, the wine merchant generally will give you a discount on a case. And again, for a party, depending on the type of party, buying by the case is a very uh, good way to save a little money, and it doesn't hurt to have a few of those bottles left over that you can drink after the party and discuss what you did right and what you didn't do right. Uh, the, sometimes if you're having a party, Muscadet, you know, won't be long, another three weeks, four weeks, we're going to have fishing opener. And I always recommend to have a Muscadet from the Loire Valley on the fishing opener. It's a wonderful wine, and it's a crowd pleaser. And a lot of people don't know much about it. Again, it's a very, very inexpensive wine. Muscadets can be had for uh, $10 or less, and they are a different kind of wine. It's a wonderful white wine. It comes from uh, the almost the part where the Loire River flows into the ocean, and the crisp acidity of that wine is so delicious. I love it with a crisp fried-up walleye on fishing opener and a glass of that muscadet. I'm telling you, that is a hard, hard combination to beat. When you're buying wines for a party, it's always a good idea to sample them. And most merchants, particularly in Minnesota, have the ability to let you sample the wines. And uh, you want a wine that uh, really is just pleasant for everybody. And like I say, the time of day also uh, bears into this a lot because if you're having something in the evening, you can have a bigger wine. In the afternoon, you want a light wine. Uh, you want to make it easy. Generally, in the uh, afternoon, people are going to drink far less than they do at, a, at the evening. And you can usually figure on about for a party that lasts three hours or, or more, you're going to run about three glasses per person. So that's a, a good way to fix how much wine you're going to need. <laughs> of course, we have that on our website. That you can go to the website and it'll tell you how much wine you should have for how many people, that type of thing. And the interesting thing about 
entertaining when you you know and who knows we probably almost forgot how to entertain this last year has been a tough one for entertaining but now with it opening up a little bit and people are going to have a few more things it may not be a large gathering but there'll be several people there and you want to decide whether or not you want the wine to stand out or the wine just to be enjoyable and an adjunct to your otherwise entertaining festivities. And I, I prefer the latter. A summer soiree, for example, with a rosé would be just wonderful. You can tailgate at somebody's soccer match. That's a, a great way. A picnic at this time of year for a bunch of people and everybody brings something and you supply the wine. It's really terrific. And then, you know, wine at these things often sparks conversation, which is kind of nice. Uh, so it's fun to introduce a new wine at those things. And you don't want anything ostentatious. Uh, you know, it, it should reflect you in your lifestyle. An easy, uh, relatively enjoyable, relaxing time. And when you pick these wines for these affairs, uh, you know, you, you want to pick them where you put some real thought into it and come up with halfway decent wines. And you also want to make sure that uh, you don't break the bank. So, that you, you know, you can get these wines. For example, we have one called Witness Oak Chardonnay. It's a BOGO. BOGO is where you buy one, get the second one at no charge. And at uh, $12, so for about six fifty, you can get a bottle of Chardonnay that's reasonably good for a big reception. And then we also were able to pick up uh, on our travels some Tempranillo. That's the principal grape type of Spain. And for years and years and years, it was relegated to just table wine, plunk, if you will. And because of the interest in wine in Spain and the sophistication, etc., now they have steel tanks and special new fermentation, and a lot of this wine that before was just everyday drinkable, just ordinary wine, has become much, much better. And this uh, Sendido de Boro Tempranillo is a wonderful Tempranillo. It's about $9 a bottle, and I'm telling you, you're just going to love that. And, and that would uh, set tons, tongues to wagging. What is this red wine? Well, it's Tempranillo, and a lot of people are not that familiar. But I guarantee you, if you like Cabernet, you're going to love Tempranillo. Uh, and it, it'll also appeal to the Merlot drinkers the same way, and also Pinot Noir, because Tempranillo is a very, very interesting grape. It's the principal red grape type of Spain. Anytime you have ever had a Rioja, you had Tempranillo. So, I, as I said, this is really something that you want to give a little thought to, whether you're buying it for a wedding or a shower or just you're having the neighbors in uh, to get back together in the driveway for uh, just a reacquainted party because it's been so long that you haven't had one. Uh, adding wine to it will add a little spice and a little thought to the wine will make the party that much better. Fantastic, Jack. Sounds good. And uh, tell us, for those new to the show, all about Haskell's and where you can find them. Haskell's has been in business for 80 Five years, and we're uh, family-owned, operated, and locally owned and operated. And you can really get a great bargain at Haskell's. There's a Haskell's near you where you can celebrate 
springtime with these wonderful wines in our springtime sale. There's a Haskell's near you. There's one in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault, Maple Grove, downtown Minneapolis with free parking on Saturday and Sunday, Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, Woodbury, and of course, if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, and don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. Fantastic, Jack. Let's talk again next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell. Stay with us here on CCO.